everybody, welcome to this edition of the GMB Show. In today's episode, we got Andy, we got Jarlo, we got me talking about kids. I thought we were going to talk about boats. Boats! More boats. <laughs> More boats. It's all about boats. A 22-footer, right? 22-footer. That's what, That's so what Amber said. And For today's show, yeah. you should get a 22-footer. But moving on to kids, a lot of people ask us... Uh, you know, how they should encourage their kids to be more active at various ages. You know, how do I get my kids into into fitness or into moving or into just being active and being strong so that they don't have you know problems later on? How do I make it so that it's something they want to do? Then also we get questions like, is this okay to do with kids? Is this safe? Is, is this all right? And so I think, you know, Ryan and Jarlo and I all three have, have kids. And uh, we've spent a lot of time with them because we're good fathers. Um, but we, we have some we have some ideas on this too, and we've also we've also taught children. Ryan and I especially have done a lot of teaching of kids, and uh, I think we've got some ideas on this. It doesn't mean that we're experts. We're not we're not parenting gurus or anything. Maybe maybe we can give you some ideas uh, for those of you who do have children or have friends who have children. Ways that you can show them fun things to to do that they're going to enjoy that will set them up to uh, to be active and healthy later. First, on the the safety issue, you know whether particular programs are appropriate for your your children or teenagers and whatnot. One of the things to to know and that's really important to understand is that kids on primary level are self regulating. So the worst thing you can do is is set expectations and. Uh, have non-adaptable and non-adjustable programs where you tell them to complete something or else or, or force them to do a certain thing. Now, on the other hand, there's a reason why there's a pitch limitation in like Little League Baseball and things like that. Because mm. after a certain point, they uh, aren't as good at self-regulating. But what I mean by self-regulation for children in, in terms of programs this is ours is that they'll stop you know at a point before they're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Children, yep. children aren't so attached to outcome. achieving a skill or outcome that they will push themselves to an injurious level. Yeah, that's usually happens uh, you know at the teenage and young adult level right at that point. Uh, another <laughs> thing too is that our programs as a whole, because they uh, encourage self-regulation, auto-regulation, and our program that way, they're inherently safe. Because we don't tell someone to go to a certain point, right? So in that respect, yes. Yeah, right? yeah. And go so, ahead. And so one of the keys there is that the reason that Jarlow says our programs is because we specifically know that most of our programs don't have very clear, you must hit this number of repetitions, or you must be lifting this amount of weight, or you must be doing whatever, right? Because it's hard to say children at different levels of ability or size uh, for their age or whatever are going to be able to hit all of those. You know, on any other program too, the most important thing is to make sure that it's it's process-driven rather than outcome-driven. Practice this kind of movement, ex- experiment with this kind of, of skill, Right, rather than you must get this for this duration and this specific way before you can do any other thing. Exploration, big thing. And I think, you know, coming back to the play aspect of things, 
Uh, just look at kids, and if you, if you watch how they move when they go to the playground, they just do. There's something there, and they just want to climb it, or they just want to jump off of it, and they're not focusing on achieving a particular skill. They're just trying to play with their friends, and I think that when you have, well, I'll give an example of my children, uh, eight-year-old daughter, six-year-old son. When we move around and play, there is nothing I'm trying to get them to do. Uh, they're not trying to achieve a cartwheel or something. You know, I might be working on my cartwheels. They see me do it. They play around and, you know, I'm not coaching them basically. It's what I'm after. It's trying to get them involved and get them to move and enjoy the process. And I think that's a big thing. Uh, unfortunately, I do see parents uh, because of the gym in Japan that I have where we only focus on children. Some of the parents want to get involved and think that, you know, they need to be coaching from the sidelines. That I don't think is a good thing. I think if you do have your child go and learn from somebody, let that coach be the coach. It's a different topic. But basically, when you're with your children and you're doing some of these programs with them, good example might be vitamin, uh, program vitamin that we have. Don't expect your children to be able to do anything and put pressure on them to achieve. I think my opinion is just let them play. You know, do it with them and say, you know, if they want to do it, cool. But I don't know. I wouldn't even have them go through the progressions necessarily. Right. Because you know? children learn best by exploring and by following their curiosity. <laughs> yeah. And that's the way that they they learn, you know, mentally, but also physically as well. So you don't want to hold them to a specific standard or or tell them that you're measuring them <laughs> against a specific <laughs> thing. Obviously, you, you don't want to teach them to do challenging movements with bad technique right but technique is actually a lot more flexible in children yeah. right more yeah, bandwidth. yeah right, right. Yeah. so you shouldn't focus on well don't do this do it this way make sure you do this it's different from teaching adults uh because children don't think the same way as adults right and they also don't have the same level of ingrained motor patterning that we do too so they can actually experiment a lot more and their bodies are built to absorb a lot more of uh, a lot more error in that experimentation as well. So show them something that for them to explore and for them to follow their curiosity on and then mostly just get out of their way rather than trying to correct them. That's a good point right there. Just let them do it. There's no reason to jump in and try and coach them. I don't think I've ever really coached my kids. I've just done stuff with them and they just play. On a practical level, you know, going back to how to encourage this, uh, one of the things that you're dealing with, one of the barriers and obstacles is is opportunity. So you have competing elements on your time and your children's time. So you have, you know, we want, of course, they want to play and they we want them to be able to do this. And, of course, physical play that you're competing against, you know, depending on the age of your child, you're competing against homework. You're competing against other scheduled activities. It seems like there's a lot of schedule scheduling in kids' lives. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? But these are important things. You know, homework, uh, chores, other family responsibilities, all of these other things. So uh, what you're looking for is that providing the opportunity. So it, in that respect, and why it's a practical thing, is the thing that Andy and Ryan were talking about with play and exploration and making mistakes, is that you don't really have to have a regimented program, and that's good because you wouldn't be able to employ a regimented program sustainably Absolutely. and consistently yeah. anyway. So if you can only have 15 to 30 minutes, you know, that's better than nothing. And would you rather spend those 15 to 30 minutes doing like five sets of push-ups, right? <laughs> right? Or would you rather have them practice something uh, like a cartwheel or, or like uh, moving around or rolling around 
or you know, especially the the locomotives that we like to do with the bear walk and the monkey and the frogger. These are all things that are fun and can be progressive as much as the child wants to do within that time frame. And you don't really have to have like a a, a really detailed plan. So the opportunity costs a big barrier in in those questions that parents ask. Well, how can I get my kid to do more? Well, you have you know that's the opportunity to do that is something that you'll have to schedule in. Right. And the more regimented you try to make something, the less likely that's going to appear on the schedule. Right. Yeah. So then how do you make them want to take those opportunities with you? You have to you have to create some opportunities uh, and time in the schedule. But then how do you make sure that these these are things that your your children want to do with you? Right. Mm-hmm. Because if it feels like something that you're you're putting an expectation or forcing them to do, they're going to rebel against it. Right. Really, I think one of the biggest things is just not to make it other, not to make it strange, and especially not to make your own practice and training something that you do privately away from them, Mm. right? The more divisions you create around physical practice and real life, the stranger it's going to seem to them, right? One of the biggest things is really to let them see your practice, let them see what you do and let them see that it's something that's rewarding for you and fun. And a normal part and of existing, Exactly. Right? A Absolutely. normal part of your life. And then it's going to be something that they're going to be a lot more inclined to want to do with you. Along those lines as well, when you're working out, something I've found with, with people is that they might think that their children are impeding on their workouts. So let's say your child comes over while you're working out and you say, no, 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 no daddy's working out or mommy's working out. Go do your own thing. Well, I mean, if you really want to get your family involved, then understand that, yes, they might be intruding in your workout, but I kind of look at it as a different way. There's an opportunity for you to kind of put that workout aside and then play with your kid on those movements. So rather than following that program that might be laid out for you that day, look at it as an opportunity for you to share this with your child. And uh, I know that's difficult. It's it's because yeah, you it's have so you difficult. have to you also have yeah. to carve time out for yourself. So right. within right. that, and that's what we what I meant about the schedule and mm-hmm. and being regimented. That also applies to yourself. So it's difficult. It's hard. You're yeah. going to have to make some certain choices in that day, in that month, you know, in that period of time of your life. Right. But if you are a parent, <laughs> then life. that's not going to be anything that's a foreign. <laughs> Right. concept to you, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. You so, know that you're having yeah. to make adjustments on the fly and, and yeah. make changes uh, and just do the best you can sometimes, yeah. right? So we're not saying that this is what you should be doing all the time. Right. Right. You know, what are your options and what are your opportunities? And sometimes you have to take advantage of it when you can. Yeah. And, and, and just like you said, Jarlow, I mean, there are times where you just need your own workout, obviously. But there are times, you know, that it's going to happen where they're going to come on over and if you get angry at them for interrupting your workout, then they probably won't want to do it with you again. So. Right. And so, you know, another thing to think of is that one of the reasons that we're discussing is because people, you know, specifically ask us all the time, you know, you know, how can I get my, how can I do this with my family? How can I get my kids more interested in this? How can I get my kids more involved in this? And so we've, we've addressed, you know, some of that, you know, mostly just make sure that you practice in front of them, show them that it's fun. 
and then, you know, invite them in, uh, you know, to be part of it when it makes sense to do so. But the other thing is also that you have to also allow for the opportunity that they might not be interested right mm-hmm. now Absolutely. in what you're doing. And so you might have to find other ways to get them interested in more physical stuff. My daughter is not at all interested in doing, you know, monkey crawls <laughs> with me at all. But uh, we moved last year to a place that's got a great pool and there were other kids a little older than her mm-hmm. that were there every afternoon. And over the course of about three months, my three-year-old learned to swim really, really well because she wanted to be down there playing with those kids. And so we found that and I didn't want her to do any other specific kind of activity. I wanted her to do the thing that she was interested in. Over a few months, it was almost every day, she spent two hours practicing swimming and she loved it. Nice. You know, and so maybe you you might find other things that they're interested in, mm-hmm. which can then draw them to different things later on. Right. Right. So it, it again coming down to not imposing a set idea on them, not imposing our will on them or our idea of what training should look like, but letting them find the path that's interesting. And there's more and more of that research coming out that early specialization in athletic activities is right. no good. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, you know some of the highest performers in very specialized sports, like what was it, Olympians? Most Olympic medalists have experienced an average of like five different sports yeah, before there were ten. Yeah. There was yeah about talking about him as well. Yeah, and like d- depending on the season, he was right. doing a different sport. Yeah, when very broad there. base right. at a young age mm-hmm. versus right. being just a hockey player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, kids have to experiment and have to choose their own thing. And a lot of times it ends up being different from, from the parents, oh, yeah. you know, and there's, there's nothing bad about that at all. And I think that any, anyone listening to this is, would agree that they're, they don't really care that their children do specific sports, but they just want their children to be happy yeah. and yes. to have move around yes. and, yeah, move. Yeah, yes. you know, be physical and be comfortable in their bodies and be able to. <laughs> Well, to have that physical autonomy, too, as they grow, that they can choose what they want to be able to do. All right. This is a short one today, but I think we talked about some good stuff. If you do have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. Comments, too. Ideas, whatever. Let us know. You can always contact us at info at gmb.io. But also, please leave a comment below because we would love to hear from you. All right. Thanks, fellas. Until next time. For more great info, join us over at gmb.io. And be sure to check us out on iTunes and YouTube.